Welcome to A Chat with Benedetta, featuring our founder, Julia Fowler. In this podcast, we discuss everything you need to know about skincare, who and why Benedetta, and how to get the best use out of your Benedetta products for vibrant, timeless skin. Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. This is our 20th episode. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Right, here we are. Today is May 30th, if anybody wants to know the date. Mm-hmm. Be interesting, 2019. So we'll look back at this. Yeah. It's getting warmer. It is. So we have a lot of things that we kind of want to talk about today. Um, one of the things, just before we get into it, is uh, we were talking about wanting to hear from our listeners and from mm-hmm. our... Um, sort of more extended Benedetta community about what people want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as always, you guys are welcome to um, either call us or uh, send email into sales at benedetta.com with your general questions. We'd also love to hear about, you know, different topics related to um, not just holistic skincare, but to living a holistic life and general questions like, and who you want to hear from, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to hear not just from us, but, you know, from certain experts in certain fields, or if you have any ideas about what sort of topics might lend themselves well, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, or you may want to be on if yeah. you are an expert, you yeah. know, or, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or somebody that you, like we recently um, were turned on to some raw spirulina. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. By Christina Kelso, and we know that she was, you know, she lo- she's a master networker. It's true. Yes. Christina, you know this about yourself. Um, and and I really appreciate it. So I started using it. I became a member to get the raw. I've been someone who is, you know, out of all the health different regimens in and out over, you know, decades of my adult life, you know, what works, what doesn't work. I think I've been doing spirulina for at least 30, 40 years. You know, at some capacity, I remember getting just the powder, you know, in bulk at my local little health food store, um, Air One in LA or wherever it was. Um, And uh, so it's always appreciative to see how raw materials are stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. You know, it's kind of like Benedetta. You know, when I first brought in a drum from Tunisia of Neroli, we sent it back. We sent it back. It was not good. We didn't know what had happened, but it'd come a long way. It wasn't clean. I thought it smelled off and it was, you know, it was hugely stressful (laughs) because usually it was great. And so over the years, you know, now with organic certification or biodynamic certification, we require those certifiers, you know, to be appropriate and send us appropriate documentation. And sometimes I think, well, who is this company? Are they falsifying that documentation? Um, uh, But usually we find out if they are or not. And, uh, you know, I also ask questions, when when was the last batch? What's the date on the batch? Is it last year's crop? Is it this year's crop? Now that we're in the thick of harvest, this is something that I'm uh, very focused on. And uh, it's amazing for us personally, so it's always ties back to Benedetta for me, I'm so emerged, <laughs> um, how much cleaner the line is. So no, I haven't really changed formulas. 
but I have changed. I mean, there's been a few new ingredients in the last couple of years, which is unusual for us. Um, additions like the Sacha Inca from the Peruvian mountains and a uh, certain Amalaki oil has now made itself, uh, you know, Indian gooseberry, um, Amla uh, has made itself available. So that's been quite interesting to me to not just get the berries and, and turn it into an extract, which I do, turn it into a powder, which I do. Um, or, you know, now it's a, a macerated, cold-pressed, certified organic oil. So it's going to have different fatty acids, different um, helpful constituents that you don't get just from the extract. That's going to penetrate differently. So um, that has happened. But the actual individual raw materials, you know, like I always say, oh, it's gotten better. It doesn't mean it's changed its percentage or its... Um, viability on that level, but it has changed its viability on being cleaner. And one thing we may not bring up that we say on our website is that color may change. Yeah. Scent may change uh, because each crop is going to be a little different. I mean, if you're going to do a, a fully plant botanical line, it is going to change. It's not deodorized. It's mm -hmm. not uh, chemically, you know, altered in a laboratory to always look and be the same. I mean, that was you know, mainstream cosmetics and skincare is about looking, having the same consistency and looking exactly the same, but, and you the know, same when, smell too. and the same smell, because yeah, it's a perfume, it's not, it's a, a fragrance, yeah. yeah, and so, you know, I know lemongrass can change and alter things, and uh, different, you know, also the, you know, if we're running low and you never know, and we're using a greener batch of an essential oil because it's a new crop, Lavender is one of the big ones that tend to smell, neroli is another, that tend to smell a little greener than they are aromatic or floral. I noticed this in some hydrosol, sandalwood and frankincense, that I get them within weeks of them being distilled. I, you know, if they're like a year old, it's like, wow, now the aroma's coming out. <laughs> So, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth batch of this product, and I would say that's in the nighttime serum is one of the things we use those hydrosols for, it's going to be, have a greater aromatic composition. It's going to be like, oh, she added something. So we get this from you guys. You know, she, she changed it. She added something. No, it's just this is a natural process. You know, and that's that's literally what happens. Um, but it is interesting to see the products that are, you know, decades old. You know, Neroli Crystal Radiance is one of them. How that raw material has changed, and it changes if we get it from, you know, biodynamic from Egypt or certified organic from Tunisia. There's limited, you know, availability. Sometimes the crops die. You know, they get diseases. We had that in the case of uh, Madagascar um, geranium. They do the, the most beautiful Pelargonium graviola roseum. Most beautiful. Always has. It's tinged blue, and it has an aroma that is bar none, nothing else on the planet. And it's coming out of the jungles, in, you know, from, you know, Madagascar. And, you know, we know the, the growers, you know, and the people that get it. And it... You know, one year after, gosh, it felt like 20 years of an alliance, uh, they had some sort of a parasite get into it and lost everything. It was two years before it came back. So it went from, oh, I'm just going to, I don't remember, I think it was like $150 a liter to 
and, and that's exaggerating, I think it was really actually more like 200 and something to over 500. Wow. Yeah. So you're paying for that loss mm -hmm. somehow. And what's interesting, and that's, that's across the board, but what's interesting, and usually they never go down, <laughs> mm -hmm. but they did. They did. So once, you know, the second year, third year, and, the, and they were getting greater yield out of their crops, um, and that is that was a cultivated crop, once they were getting greater yield, it went back down again, thank goodness. But typically, nobody ever brings it down, you know? So that's just something we ride that wave. We ride that wave. And, uh, and again, nobody likes to hear it, but this year has been stunning, stunning with costs of that, you know, kakudu plum, making sure that it's coming from a fair trade, support the aborigine, um, because that's where it's coming from, that they're not being abused, that someone's not going in and, you know, ruining their kakudu and, you know, um, they may pronounce a kakadu, so please forgive me if I'm not doing it correctly. Um, there's very little information on this, you know, and there's very little people, there's very few people that are sourcing it. So there are huge giant distributors that are, that are selling it. I have not met them. I went directly to the people who make it and work with the Aborigines. And it's been about six months back and forth because they kept saying, we're really sorry, but we don't sell to companies as small as you, you know, do you mm -hmm. want two containers of it? Well, how do I, and this is after I'd already purchased it, did my test batches, created the nighttime serum, created elixirs out of the, the kakadu, you know, or kakadu. Um, and that was, oh, hell no. <laughs> how do we work together? What do we do? And this is what I do, guys. You know, <laughs> this is my job. And... Uh, finally, I said, I will be the importer. I will work with the FDA. I will pick it up from you. You will have to stand still, you know? And so that's what we did. And we just got it. And that was like a month of a lot of hands on deck because of the FDA and because it's coming from Australia. I mean, it just was amazing. I'm not a giant importer. But I act like one. <laughs> I act like one. And uh, I think the, probably the biggest misnomer that people see, especially when they see us in the ferry building, is like, oh, this is a multi-million, you know. Because we get those calls from people who think we could bring in containers of things. You know, we have maintained a small batch company for quality control. And in my first year, I remember... I think it was Bork and Tapple because I went through, you know, this homeopathic course and I was having a tour of their facility and they said, well, what do you do when you get really big? Because I knew I had this company. I said, and they, they had little uh, clean room environments with glasses. So when you're doing a tour, you could see people, you know, just, they were really just filling the bottles. And uh, I said it would look just like this, just a lot of hands on deck, just a lot of people doing small batches. So instead of one giant batch of rosemary and geranium cleanser, there might be three going, mm -hmm. you know. And that, that actually creates that quality control for each batch. So each batch is batched and, you know, you know where it's coming from, what date's on it. Um, 
you know, and you know, sometimes we have separation. I'd like to actually discuss that because that's something that's been an issue for us uh, of late. And you know, we think that it has to do with certain climate control. Now we keep everything at a certain barometer, but during the winter here, even in our warehouse with finished product, you know, it changes here and there. And uh, you know, and also using the mirror on glass because I never noticed that before. Um, we use a very small amount of gelling agent, which is um, it's just a pure um, plant cellulose that we use. And I use an extraordinary low amount of this. I've had uh, labs and we had a sheer mixer company come in because we wanted to purchase these beautiful giant sheer mixers bigger than what we have that were kind of self-standing like a Hobart machine, but really more for my industry. And they just tore all my products up. I mean, we did batch after batch and it just tore it up and they were like, you need more gel? And I said, no, I don't. You don't know how I do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So they were just like left scratching their head about three months later, like their head of engineering came, was in California and wanted to see our lab, why this was happening. And, you know, we use a large proportion of water and oil ratio in our products, but we don't use carbomers. We don't use these, you know, toxic gelling agents to hold everything together. So everything matters in an efficient product to me. You know, what makes Benedict the tick and how, you know, so many copycats are trying to copy it. I always say, well, good luck with that, you know, <laughs> good luck in trying to hold that together. But on occasion we do, you know, I've noticed it more with uh, some of the body creams. You know, I noticed it the other day when we were at Maker's Row, I opened up a new uh, lavender and it took a couple pumps and I was like, oh, look at that, some of the, the hydrosols coming out in the beginning. You know, you've got less than a percent of that. You know, I pumped maybe 10 times, five times, I don't remember, and it was fine. You know, we pumped it out and it was thinner and, um, but it's efficient, you know, and I, I, I used it all day on people and they loved it, you know, spray before oil and, uh, you know, on occasion I've had it in, uh, the control cream. And again, don't know, you know, that's 20% essential oils. It, it virtually has no water in it. Not really, you know. So it's interesting if there's condensation. We want to hear from you and what you think about that. We have not in my, I don't think we've gotten any complaints or no one talks about it. We did have something happen to the uh, anti-inflam about a year ago. And we actually call, recalled the whole thing and never really understood. You know, I'm very mindful. We have, you know, where our clean room is and the clean room goes into where our storage is and where we have our foosties, we have that in the in the dead of summer when it's 100 degrees out there, we have air conditioning in there and just from like a wall unit. And so we've been mindful of that. You know, I've gone out and it's like, why is this, why is this sitting here? You know, you need to move the cards so we stack, you know, our production on a flatbed and then move it out. And it's like, move this away from that. You know, it's like, that's one of my things. So it could be any of these variations, you know, but we never have the variance of climate control where something is like 100 degrees. And I've had a whole case of product when I've wanted to show people in my car. And then I go, 
into the grocery store and the car's like 100 degrees and nothing has ever separated or been bad, you know. So um, I've been pretty lucky that way. So, you know, it's interesting that I went into that. <laughs> Instead of what we had planned, so I'll stop right there. And yeah. And have you ask me a question because I think I totally derailed what we were going to go into. Well, but it was still interesting. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, one of the things Sorry. that we also sort of uh, wanted to talk about was um, one of the things that people, I think, start using more this time of year is our Ombre line, which we advertise as um, as environmental protection, particularly for sun damage. But obviously, that's not just what it's really well um, suited for. And you were talking about it as a post-operative sort of measure. Um, as, you know, people can use the cream... After laser treatment or um, any sort like of a post-operative, a post-operative, yeah, exactly. Okay. So any sort of micro wounding of the skin that can sort of mapping out new collagen production sure. and sort of treatments of that nature. Yeah, that you know that ha- we've had customers who have seen results by using. Yes, uh, and this this after. comes up. This comes up. You know, I, I think that. You know, we changed the anti-inflammatory. It used to be sensitive for sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I think we still say sensitive. And everybody on the planet says, oh, well, that's me. Right. And it's just not... I, I want people to, to start with the original. I really do. And so we've, we've changed our dialogue about that to say this is more crisis skin. The difference between, let's say, the anti-inflammatory when your skin is wounded, wounded from sunburn, wounded from windburn um wounded because you are you have extreme rosacea that affects your systemic health i mean those are that's kind of crisis rosacea that's an extreme that's a 10 to the one most people are mm-hmm. um and 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 some people that suffer from just an exorbitant amount you know like the w uh, c feels wc feels yeah uh, character with all over the nose, you know, mm-hmm. these people can go into crisis. So maybe this would work also in that case. When your skin is in crisis, there's uh, seasonal change or diet change or stress, stress, whatever it is that stress causes for you. So yes, those systemic things that just happen, it's relevant for that. And, and it is somewhat you know, if you're in the sun and you didn't plan to be in the sun and you forgot any kind of, you know, even even our ombre protection, you know, whatever it is, this is perfect for that. But you're also talking post-operatively. And I don't mean going under the knife. I'm not right. going to go there. But the minor in and out services that we talk about, you know, that we're bringing up, um, like maybe you know, microdermabrasion or laser treatments, whatever the laser treatments are. There are laser treatments for broken blood vessels that people will get. There are laser treatments for um, wrinkles and fine lines. Uh, there's now something called the plasma pen, which I don't really see being offered in too many places. Um, it's, it's kind of a, of a British thing and a European thing where they kind of cauterize the skin by micro-wounding the skin with little dots. Mm. So if you look at it closely, oh, I've seen pictures it looks of this. like yeah. dots all over the yeah. skin. And, and typically I think they're using it around the eyes. I've seen it, around the... seen it around the mouth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to be a little sore. They say that it's a downtime of, what is it, like three days or maybe yeah. even a week? Maybe even a week. 
Um, so what would you do right after? So they're typically giving you some product that isn't as clean as we would want it to be clean. And most of them have some form of hyaluronic. It's the new kid on the block, has been for a while, because it helps the water production in the epidermis. And I'm all about water production, but I'd like it to be more efficient because to me, you know, the foods we eat that the body recognizes to be real are going to be more efficient to our bodies. The way we feed our skin, you know, the way that we hydrate our skin and feed our skin is really important to the systemic health of our skin. So I would certainly hope that people are doing good systemic things inside. If you're getting any kind of micro wounding, you may want to take some Arnica prior to the micro wounding. You may want to take some Arnica after, which you don't take Arnica or any homeopathic while you don't drink it you it's sublingual right so you would want to you know help that systemic inflammation by taking something like that because of this acute situation that you've just put yourself under so the idea behind micro wounding or laser treatments which is still about you know collagen production this is the new kid on the block everything is about collagen production as we age um I, and I've always referred to our masks because I believe they do the same thing. You could feel the blood circulating when you're using it and leaving it on a little longer. Um, and exfoliating some of the dead cells is renewing and igniting, if you will, like receptor sites to ignite uh, the, the fibrin and the collagen production uh, within your cells so that you are remapping and re-strengthening. And I think the seaweeds do that. On, on a great level and, and the French have known this for a long time that's why we call our seaweed mask the anti-wrinkle mask so I had to give that pitch um, but in terms of healing quicker um, immediate healing I believe and I use healing on a podcast I'm not going to write healing because I'm not allowed to um, but I think the immediate to, to address the inflammation would be the anti-inflammatory line, which is the cleanser. You know, usually you can't do anything the first day. Then the second day I would use the anti-inflammatory cleanser. I would use the spray and I would use the oil when you can, when they say you can use moisturizer. If this is a, a duration of a period of a week or so, or even days to help you heal quicker. I myself have, owned up to the fact that I, I've had the um, vampire facial uh, and I actually do something called the secret RF which is radio frequency and micro needling um, <clears throat> I do not do the numbing creams I don't like them they're toxic I have a reaction I won't use that but I have done it and um, the beauty of those is that you're using your natural um, platelets in your blood to heal yourself. Mine happen to be really healthy. I've been lucky. They always comment. You have to you know, look at all those platelets. And now I do the fibrin, which is another constituent, if you will, for lack of a better term, that's within the, the plasma-rich platelet. And that is loaded with stem cells, your own natural stem cells, and that heals by itself. So that's a beautiful thing. But it only lasts a few moments because it goes 
bad. So you can't like take that beautiful stuff and bring it home. Mm -hmm. They either put it on or they inject it, you know, but smearing it on helps that immediate. But then typically they're going to put a hyaluronic mask over you, which they did it once to me and I said, don't ever put that on again. And here I had my Neroli. I used the Neroli. I just sprayed with neuron. They said, we want to add some hydration and some nutrition into there. And I'm like, well, you're on the right path, but I'm not using this. So mm -hmm. for me, I use the Neroli because I'm used to it. I know my temperament. I know my skin. I know my body. Um, but I would highly suggest for most people to use the anti-inflammatory in that situation or the Neroli. Mm -hmm. uh, and leave there instead of that. And nobody has ever objected. Well, they can. It's my face. It's right, my right. skin. Um, so that would be the immediate, you know, line of defense. First line of defense would be to use that anti-inflammatory right immediately. And maybe to say, I don't want you to put these other things on my, my wounded face, right? Um, the secret RX is something where it really is only a couple days of downtime. The typical micro wounding and I believe that the plasma pen would be the same I don't know I haven't had it done I've just read about it but it looks like it because I think they say either three or seven we'll have to check on that if it is three or seven I think it's probably more like a week downtime mm -hmm. I'm sure it depends on your and skin it, and but... it shows you've got like little dots yeah I saw that too um so that could take longer and so I would definitely go to the ombra cream so we have seen over really the couple decades we've had the defense cream, excuse me, I still have to get used to that, the defense cream that, and you can smell the helichrysum metallicum permeating out of it. It's not just helichrysum metallicum that makes that product that product, but, I, but there's enough in it that you can, it has for those that know that essential oil, you can smell it coming out of that product. That is going to be uh, your secondary, depending. If you're sunburned, you know, you may want to grab it right away. I think we have a testimonial from a little yeah. kid who got sunburned and grabbed it right away. So either or, you know, find your way. When I, I'm talking about, you know, some of these treatments that a doctor would perform on you or an esthetician, um, you know, you're going to want to use a cleanser. You're going to want to use it. I think the anti-inflammatory, but if you are really red and burned, any kind of wound like that, that's not breaking the skin where you're bleeding, this is something that is incredibly regenerative and healing, almost like a, a burn balm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have seen time and time again and gotten numerous testimonials over the years that this has really been the best after sun care, but it does filter the UVA and UVB rays um, so does the one, two, and three. So any of those during our, you know, our chest, our neck, our back of neck, our back of shoulders, our arms, our tops of our hands, when you know you're outside, use this line for that. But when wounded, I look at the cream to really help that. If you don't have the cream and you have the oil, same difference. I think that's going to help. I think the cream, because it does have some aloe in it and some other hydrators in it that the uh, oil by itself doesn't have. Um, but the one and the two is also going to be super helpful. In fact, the elixir by itself could be amazing just for burn. You're talking olive leaf extract in that. 
aloe in that, lavender and helichrysum metallicum, uh, hydrosol in that. So that by itself to use is going to be incredibly healing and then putting the oil on top or the, or the cream is just your skin is going to thank you because you're going to see very short time period of that regenerative, regenerative property. If I were to take just that essential oil alone and put it on a, a pretty bad burn where if not using it I would blister, it, it's amazing. So in combination with other wound healing um, products together. You know, I hate to grandstand on any one ingredient, but I think I've, I've been so mindful of that that I don't speak of, of the ingredients. And so I'm wanting to, but that's a given for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the quality of the raw material is an absolute given. You know, why would you put raw materials together that weren't, you know, cultivated appropriately? You know, mm -hmm. that they didn't start from the seed. You know, my earlier, God, 30 years ago, we were saying seed to bottle, seed to bottle, seed to bottle, seed to bottle. Now it's a, such a bastardized term, especially face to farm or farm to face. I mean, Farm to face. Oh, God, yeah. that just kills me. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, yes, that is, you know, I, I feel that... I've put so much attention to this detail, you know, to create these products that really are so helpful to people. And I'd love to see us sell a lot more of them. Not, nothing sells like hundreds of thousands, you know, we're in a competitive, you know, climate. So our language has been more proactive, you know, I was mm -hmm. never this verbal before. You know, I always felt my products will stand on their own, but to get them into the hands of the consumer and even to my listeners and to our followers and, the, and our customers and friends. You know, it's amazing how people don't use the line consistently or together mm -hmm. to make a difference. This line was created to use together. Um, and we do have certain products that are standalones. You know, maybe the ombre would fit in there to some degree. You know, the facial line certainly for your healthy systemic health of your skin and rejuvenation. Adhere to the five steps. If you're not using the eye cream, adhere to the four steps, which is cleanse, hydrate, oil, moisture. Okay? It's interlacing and interfacing of water and oil, water and oil, water and oil, just kind of blanketing one over the other matters. When I hear people say, yeah, I don't use your crystal radiance, I just use your oil and your cleanser. Or I just use your oil and your moisturizer. I don't use the oil, why do I need the, I use the moisturizer, I don't like oil. Mm -hmm. But if you use the crystal radiance before the oil and then the moisturizer, you're going to notice a huge difference. Do it over time, your skin is going to thank you. Now, my skin thanks me, but if I'm under stress, lack of sleep, running too much, running in several different directions, I'll know my skin get grimier. I'll notice something manifests and I may need to do something systemically, right? Because that's life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is your shield to the world. That's life. You know, like I always tell the story of that weird thing that came out on my face, like a quarter worth of, you know, herpes simplex or something. And, you know, gone in five days gone in five days, no scarring. I really addressed it. 
both internally and externally with control cranes. So what happens is people abandon, you know, they see something happen to their skin and they abandon Benedetta like it's not working. Just shift what you're doing. Call us up. Let us help you. Mm -hmm. So I look at and listen to what the needs of the populace are, you know, what the skin is doing and the new things in the botanical world that are here to assist us. And I address it, and I addressed it with the ombre line. You know, I'd like to, to say something about, because I know you put it in your notes, uh, about the, um, the defense mask. Mm -hmm. Because we're hearing more and more, and I used it the other day again, and, you know, you always hydrate before taking off. But talk about something that literally polishes your skin. I created a, a similar, without the uh, cockadoo or kakudu, uh, plum extract, didn't have sandalwood in it either, uh, powder. Uh, before sandalwood was really available, that was sustainable. So I didn't use it. I, I boycotted it because it wasn't sustainable and I didn't want to purchase it. That has changed, thank goodness, to reforestation of, of and, and a clean product that's certified organic. Um, but I used to just do um, two different kinds, the seed and the peel of the pomegranate for my estheticians. So my estheticians that are using it in treatment would use the pomegranate um, for their customers that wanted microdermabrasion, right? Mm -hmm. That wanted acid peels, that wanted these like, and I'm like, well, that's not holistic, you know? So when I learned about more about pomegranate and I love pomegranates I have a pomegranate tree I drink pomegranate I eat pomegranates I understand the elagic acid in it that has it's kind of a, a cancer cure I shouldn't say cure but you know it's one of these constituents that's prolific in certain botanicals um, it's an amalaki too it's an olive leaf extract too so we use a lot of that uh, where the cancer cells will not will not it'll retard them. I can't say last research I looked into, it doesn't get rid of them, but it doesn't allow them. So it's a great preventative. And also people in remission should be mindful of that and so many others. I don't want to just say there's only one thing. And everyone is so individual and different. You know, what works for one person doesn't work for another. Um, but there are certain blanket things that do work, you know, that that's research has shown that it does work in that level. So anyway, I wanted to use this for sun damage and, and to have that quick fix. It was quite strong mm -hmm. and that's what people wanted, right? So I created something over the counter, if you will. Um, this is just, it, it took a few back and forths, back and forths, back and forths. And uh, with the activator and those beautiful you know, frankincense and sandalwood, hydrosol and lavender. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think sandalwood is in that one. I'd have to look, but it's just beautifully prepared to activate that powder. And then it's a little grainier and it just kind of rolls off like, like an exfoliant wood or a scrub. But you want to make sure, especially for those of us that are older, to do your open mouth resistance, make sure the face is just lightly wet it doesn't have to be soaked because then it'll come off without rolling. But you make sure it's well hydrated so you can roll it off. Roll it off in certain areas that have more congestion or that are, 
you know, you haven't, this is the first time you've done something like this in the line and your skin, those of us using the, the cleanser were pretty exfoliated, right? It's mm-hmm. an exfoliation at a different level. It is fully exfoliation at a different level. We used to say in the earlier and I made years that it, it tones your skin. It cleanses your skin, it tones your skin, and it exfoliates your skin. So the exfoliation was third with the rosemary geranium cleanser if you leave it on for a good 10 minutes while you're massaging it in. It just penetrates into deeper levels. The essential oils and some of the clays and some of the waters all just help to kind of marry and deliver these essentials into the deeper epidermis. And then the top is just being lightly and gently exfoliated. So when people would say, do you have a scrub? I'd say, no, I don't believe in them. So this is definitely a more of a treatment product that you would do depending on your texture of skin, the thickness of your skin, the damage to your skin. You want to be careful if you are cystic acne or rosaceic acne or heavy rosaceic that you aren't really scrubbing mm-hmm. that epidermis. You may want to be very, very careful about that. Maybe not leave it on as long, maybe not let it dry as long, because it does dry pretty quickly, much quicker than the seaweed mask does. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the seaweed mask for more delicate skin would be appropriate. But you could always get it in and spot it on certain areas. Like maybe your forehead is a little bit stronger. You're not broken out and you want to use it. Um, we've had people that do break out that have quite a bit of scarring that use it for that. So, you know, without, you know, triple blind studies on it with a, a thousand people using it in a, you know, a controlled study, we can't. 100% say that this is as effective as microdermabrasion and it's as effective as a laser treatment, but it is more holistic. Mm-hmm. And also I address the fact that it is feeding your skin and feeding your skin by correcting that atmospheric damage. So that was the intention and the goal behind these new additions to the Ombre del Soleil series. We used to just have the Ombre del Soleil cream, which was basically the defense cream, you know? And in the beginning, we had the water counterpart of the elixir to the oil. And then that was something where people weren't really using because they couldn't relate to spray before. So we decided to do a cream to kind of combine the two. So, um, and then the nighttime serum, obviously, is the new kid on the block, which is, I feel, amazing to help nourish your skin while you sleep. And again, it soaks in, it's loaded with water and extracts. So it doesn't take away from the no oil on your skin at night. And mm-hmm. anybody who's used it knows that it is something that is not oily. It just soaks right in. Um, so yeah, I'm very proud of that. And I hope that people are very mindful of it and purchase it and, and, and use it together. We are changing the label on the nighttime serum so that it will be part of the one to three step process. Um, but right now it still has the labels on it uh, for the Ombra and it fits in the Ombra because it's part of the, a lot of the new ingredients, the Sacha Inca, the Kakudu and the Amalaki and, and a lot of the newer um, oils are in that and so it just it married well with the ombra 
series. It's just that we're constantly grabbing it, especially in the stores and bringing it over because uh, it's a nighttime serum. So mm -hmm. that, that will be that change. Yeah, and one of the things that you sort of mentioned earlier, which I think all of this relates to, is um, the fact that whenever people see something happen to their skin, they think it's just surface level, and that's just something they can, you know, slap on a cream and fix as as if it's just that problem that's isolated to, like, you know, this place on your cheek, as opposed to usually it's a sign of something deeper and something that can be treated on a more holistic level and it's not just something that can be or should be isolated in that way. Absolutely. And and you just sent you were just putting the blast together and mm -hmm. what did I say? Uh well in the blast we're talking about using uh for environmental protection for your skin some of our products. Then you said, well we should also say something about how introducing antioxidants into your diet is also something exactly. that is very important. Exactly. It's not just what you put on your skin, it's also what you put inside because your skin, it's not just your shield from the world, it's also what's reflecting what's exactly. happening inside your body as In well. In 1991 and two, sorry about that. In 1991 and two, I wrote my first brochure because I thought that the line was going to get launched much quicker than it did. And I had a whole segment in the back that spoke about helpful tips. And I felt back then, even though it's common now, I felt back then that I could not put um, a skincare product, even though I was doing something that nobody had done before me that I'd seen, um, and that I created it for human beings, I did not go to a lab. I felt that it was unconscionable for me not to help people with their systemic health. That somebody who has autoimmune and atopic dermatitis or you know cystic acne, everything. This is your visible indicator of other things going on. So you know if you're going to go to an acupuncturist, they're going to look at your liver. They're going to take your pulse and go, your liver's a little sluggish. You know, they're going to look at your thyroid. They're going to look at your menses. They're going to see, ah, look, you know, you have hormonal acne. So we're going to address it this way. It's all about your systemic health. You can't separate them. And so I feel as a conscious, you know, company that wants the best for my customers, for all of us, I have to discuss this. And so that was part of the invitation of, you know, nutritionalists, acupuncturists, whoever, you know. Some people don't want acupuncture and they don't want, we said this last time we were talking about 5,000, you know, patent medicines. You know, they may know that's not their way. You know, they may want to go to a homeopath and go, you know, I prefer a homeopathic. I'd rather do a constitutional. I'm not going to be doing herbs, not my thing, you know. So there's no judgment there. And I really feel in a holistic society or a holistic human that we need to pick and choose what feels good for who we are. You know, when I started talking about the raw spirulina, um, thank you, Christina, um, that's a little game changer. You know, it's like, thank goodness, you know. But I also like chlorella, so I want to map out and see what I'm missing in this, or am I actually getting and don't need to do that, you know. Um, you could always do better. You know, we're always evolving. But one of the things that in my health regimen that I seem to always do, some things come and go. I'll do a series of immune formulas by Paul Stamis and 
do his, you know, his mushrooms, and I love that. But what I'm consistent with are greens. I'm always consistent with greens and trying to find a more bioavailable form of green food, whether I'm drinking greens and getting my antioxidants that way, you know, and probiotics. I've always been big on probiotics. I now love probiotic drinks. I love, you know, turmeric's the new trend. So I don't mind doing some turmeric shots every once in a while, especially when I feel inflammation. So, you know, study these things, but be cognitive of them because we could load up our kitchens with so many nutrients and not know why. When I was a consultant, people were constantly, oh, I think I have some of that. I had no idea why I bought it. And I know I'm, our listeners know this. You know, you're just, you have no idea why you bought things. So over time, you're going to see what feeds you. What feeds you, what feels good, what doesn't give you indigestion. I mean, some people can have a raw foods diet, other people just throw up. You know, maybe they're not acclimated to it. Maybe they, maybe they have a different um, genetic predisposition to not wanting it. I remember when they did the blood typing, you know, everybody was into what blood type are you and you eat accordingly. Well, that wasn't a perfect science. It was, it was, it was kind of cool. You know, it made sense. I'm type A, I'm blood type A, and it, it really made sense. More vegetarian, not, not meat. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't 100%. So a lot of it didn't really resonate with me. Um, but some of it did. You know, so you find where you are the healthiest for who you are. And that's why certain, even when you're looking for an alternative practitioner, alternative to the medical or conventional approach, you want, it may not go well with you to just do an elimination diet and constantly be going into an elimination diet and not feeling a, feeling a sense of wellness. Maybe for you, it's going to someone who puts you on a specific homeopathic for you, you know? Maybe it's, you know, someone who resonates at a higher energetic. I go to somebody who, you know, now he doesn't live here anymore, but it was really, he's more into the energetics of homeopathics and herbals and, you know, who you are specifically and what your resonance is going through in order. And that works better for me because of the way I roll, right? Some people might do enzymatic therapy and just do enzymes to heal all things, you know. So be mindful of that and don't give up, you know. Like you might go to an acupuncture, oh, I tried an acupuncturist, I just couldn't, it didn't work. Right? Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the right acupuncturist. You know, maybe they didn't. Maybe it wasn't. You know, for me personally, I'm not into doing all those teas. I actually did. Used to do that for years and years when I lived down in LA. I'd go to Ron Tea Garden's place, and I knew he was getting some herbs that were cleaner than what I could get in Chinatown. So that was okay, and it it was fine. And I did many. He would actually make them up, and it was a beautiful thing. I had a miscarriage, and he put this wonderful combination together. Actually, my acupuncturist, who's also a homeopath, put it together, and it was beautiful. I was able to completely clear out, heal my uterus, and lo and behold, six weeks later after that miscarriage, I had I was pregnant with twins. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it works, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, over time you find what, is better than other things yeah. you know for you and you shift and I think that's really important information uh, to don't give up you know people will go to their doctors and constantly being given 
you know, whether it's antibiotics or steroids or whatever topical treatment to make them well, like in a snap. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will try it and, and get sick from it and get sick from it and not get healed from it and be on their 20th round of antibiotics. But they'll go to a holistic practitioner once, and if they don't heal them once, that's it for them. Yeah. And that is, you know, you, you have to find what's right for you and give yourself permission that maybe, uh, you know, their protocol isn't right. I remember people coming in with a list, and everybody had the same list. And I remember this when I was younger and worked at Rainbow Grocery. People would come in with a list, and it was all the same. And it was, you know, everybody was on. And, and it's like everybody isn't all the same to be on the same diet, you mm-hmm. know? And they get so upset because they just spent $500 or now probably $5,000 on tests and whatnot, and then another 5000 on supplements that they're just loading their body with supplements. So, you know, you have to find out what, what works and what's right for you because it's tough. And most naturopaths don't, don't take insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's also tough um, in any case. Yeah, I got off on, on health and wellness. You shouldn't have asked that, that question. But, you know, herbalism, you know, Ayurvedic. You know, a lot of people, we have a staff member who wants to first be a nurse, then become an Ayurvedic, spread herself. And we've had a lot of these conversations because she wants to know what direction to go in. And so um, what, what does the state of California recognize as being, um, you know, that, you know, nurses especially, you know, probably have more uh, credibility than... Uh, an herbalist would have or an Ayurvedic would have to work under the guise of somebody in order to even get a practice going, right? But acupuncture now is recognized by the AMA. You have to take their blood, but it's recognized. So maybe that would be a better source for her. Maybe, if that's something she could resonate with. There are plenty of acupuncturists, but then you morph out and do other things with it. You know, become a homeopath with it. So you have greater diagnostic ability than just the one realm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's four or six years. That's, that's a long time to become a practitioner, and you get very indoctrinated with that, you know. But keep yourself open to the other systems of health and wellness that may resonate better with certain people. So we work, Benedetta works well with people that are really broad in their thinking. You know, we have a a chiropractor, Colleen, who has a practice in um, Sausalito and also in Point Reyes, and she's brought in several of the Benedetta products, you know, because she wants to integrate, you know, the healthy, well skin and, and beauty in people along with her, you know, alternative healing practices, you know, and, you know, she's, she's a chiropractor. Did I say acupuncture? You said chiropractor. I did. Yeah. And, and she does other energy work as well, trying to bring people into balance. Um, so, you know, we go through phases, but we would love to be more helpful to alternative practitioners that want to offer something healthy to their, their clients, particularly if they're working with autoimmune and, and, you know, everybody has skin issues and they're working with those skin issues. They should have alternatives. Our control cream for minor blemishes. I mean, it's antiviral and antibacterial. I mean, it, it addresses the scarring that comes with those, those 
um, issues. So um, we should. So anybody who's listening, the other thing we were going to bring up was we are looking for estheticians. Yes. And in particular, those who are more knowledgeable about holistic lifestyle and that really could appreciate who and why we are, you know, and really help their their clients that are looking for uh, a cleaner uh, facial. Mm-hmm. So, and then you guys would be able to go and get the Benedict facial. Yeah, because, you know, didn't you say that people come up and ask you about, uh, oh, uh, where can I get a All facial done? It's like, well, All the time. if you know a salon and you know any estheticians there, connect yeah. us and then... Connect us, but, you know, we like to handpick too, and I don't yeah. need to be snobby about it, but we really have seen in the past, you know, especially those straight out of school, they're indoctrinated in a different way. We don't believe in toners. We don't believe in some of the peels that they are indoctrinated in using, you know. So I, I've even had people that are super holistic in their own lifestyle, but as estheticians, they're like, well, wait a minute, where's your enzyme peel? I don't have one. I don't need one. You'll see, you know, just you know, have a very open mind to how this works. I just literally created this product line for the esthetician. It went in that other direction because I didn't think estheticians really understood, you know, for this reason. But I think they're looking now. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing certain people that are trying to be more like us have salons and spas. So we definitely can walk that walk. And talk that talk and I would love to do it we're looking at a flagship store we looked uh, today there's a couple different scenarios that we're looking into we've been looking for years but you know it's getting closer and closer we want to be able to have uh, a treatment room you know or at least if it's a smaller space have like a mini facial our mini facials are better than most hour-long facials you know we don't the only difference is you don't get masked but it's pretty much a cold compress, hot, hot compress, cold compress. Um, and, you know, having somebody actually massage the cleanser into your skin for a good 10 to 20 minutes is amazing what the effects are when you do that. You mean you have less extraction, if any at all. You don't really need a steamer. It's really the path of least resistance with more efficient outcome. Uh, to the esthetician. So we have put ads out. We would love a dialogue with estheticians um, that are really serious and know what they're doing, you know, particularly the people that that understand our ethic. Yeah. You know, they, they'd be glad to find us. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're just about out of time, so um, I think we cover a lot of good topics today. Okay, did we miss any? What did we have uh, for next week or week after? Oh, I didn't have that written down on this page. So. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, but did we get to everything? We got to everything for this week, yeah. Get the heck out. Yeah, we actually got to everything. Wow. Very excited. And added a little extra with yeah. with the uh, at the beginning, so okay. I think we've done rather well for episode 20. Yeah. So uh, be in touch with us, you guys. We're always excited to hear from you, and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Chat with Benedetta. You can leave us a message on the Anchor app, and who knows? Maybe Julia and I will answer your question on our next podcast. You can get social with us. Our Instagram is at Benedetta Skin. 
Facebook is at Benedetta Skincare, and Twitter is at Benedetta Skin. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you on our next podcast.